Okay, here we go. In five. Are you ready? I am. Four. How about now? Still ready. Three. Ready still? So ready. Two. Not ready. Okay, go back to three. Okay, I'm ready. Two. One. Zero. Toss Pussage, Toss Pussage, review it all you want, star reviewers. Pip and Doug are Scott and Jeff, what happened to Scott and Jeff? They're definitely not buried in a basement. Toss Pussage, Toss Pussage, the one star podcast with Scott and Jeff is not the best. All right, Doug, it is showtime. Ready to go? One star reviews, one star reviews, we're reading one star reviews. Love the new theme song. That was a Die Dr. Pepper talking. I'm sorry. Welcome to the One Star Podcast with Scott and Jeff. I'm Kip. And I'm Doug. And you're listening to Toss Passage. It's gonna move ya. Chew the so soft, one- it gets right through ya. Toss Passage. The toss, the toss, the toss is gonna wassage ya. New theme song. I like it. Yeah. It's the one starriest podcast on the planet on the planet i think that's the word you're looking for yeah on the planet we're trying we're going for the lowest rating i don't know what has the lowest rating right now but i think we can beat it yeah we get to a perfect one oh, star for sure we got to get back down closer to one star we're at 1.5 right now yeah. so keep those one star ratings and reviews rolling in we need a lot i did the math and in order to get from 1.5 back down to one we need five to the 400th power one-star reviews. I feel we could do that. Come on, one-star yeah. me out there. This is the podcast where we review reviews. Man, you just nailed it. You just nailed what the podcast is. <laughs> For people that don't know, that are hopping in here in episode uh, 120. Ooh, 120, yeah. Smoke them if you got them. the um, final episode of season 100. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> season there's 1.2 episodes per season yeah that's right a lot of people don't know that that's just kind of like a industry thing yeah no that's how they do it in podcasting you wouldn't understand uh should we bring out our guest today let's do it okay our guest today is a super successful stand-up comedian yeah um I- you've 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 probably heard of heard his album uh standing and delivering mm-hmm. his comedy album Available uh, wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> That's right. Coming to a, his, coming to a yeah. podcast near you. You're changing it up. You're you're releasing your stand up comedy album on a, as a podcast. That's right. Just to oh. make just to make sure I make less than zero dollars from it. <laughs> well, thanks for being here with us, Doug. Oh, it's a it's a real pleasure. It's the highlight of my life. Do you, know, do you know how the show works? Uh, no. Okay, so the first segment, it's, it's a game. Uh-huh. It's called What You Got. Okay, and how do I yeah. win this game? So you tell people what you got. Okay. And then they hear it. Uh-huh. And then I tell people what I got. I see. Let's Sounds see good. We've done 120 episodes, Doug. Yeah. That's a lot of episodes. It's the most episodes a podcast has ever done. We checked. And yeah, and a lot of people have been listening to these episodes number 101 through 120. Mm-hmm. Over and over. You know? Because they can't, they say they can't listen to the first 100. 
Oh, I know. They're being babies about it. They yeah. keep, they keep calling me all mm-hmm. hours of the night. And uh, let's just you got to have a library card if you want to listen. Yeah. Um, not all library districts uh, qualify, though. It's a, the Library of Congress. Uh, yeah, you have to have a Library of Congress uh, library card. And then you sign in um, in the Library of Congress website, and you could listen to the podcast that way. But you mm-hmm. have to check them out. And a lot of them are back-ordered or whatever. Yeah, they, for it years. Is. Yeah, so years back. get in the queue, and um, we'll see you at the library. All right, Doug. What you got? We're about to take a, a trip once again to Las Vegas. Ooh. Uh, to yes. the Marquee Nightclub and Day Club <laughs> okay. at the Cosmopolitan Hotel. It's, okay. it's a nightclub, but it's also like a poolside day club type thing. Ah, I see. And I don't like places like this. I think they're awful. People that I would never interact with normally are there. Yeah. And they're always really yeah. super expensive. And mm-hmm. I don't have fun at all. Yeah, you have to uh, rent a bungalow out for... Uh, yeah, just for like a few a, thousand a, a bucks. Thousand. Yeah. 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 Get your friends, get all your friends to chip in $300 to sit in a cabana for four hours. <laughs> it's a pretty good deal. So anyway, this is the marquee yeah. day club and night club. And I'll, I'll just read some short ones up top so we get a sense of the place. This is from okay. Carrie H. from New Hampshire, who wrote, One star, $50 cover, not on the guest list. Guess you better go fuck yourself. Waited in line and was told it was a $50 cover. Rather spend that on booze or slots. So they get it. Carrie gets it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, she's like you. Yeah, very sensible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Lens V from Sacramento gives it one star and says, Jessica R., you're a little bitch. Your customer service <laughs> was probably the worst I've received in Las Vegas. Thank you for showing your great customer service. <laughs> what do you think happened there? I have no idea. <laughs> who who Jessica R is? I have no idea. Is that the must be the manager or something? Um, Lily L from Arlington says went with a group of six girls and eight guys. Had to wait more than an hour for the two other guys to come in since they didn't have a female partner. So it's one of those Ooh. types of places. Yeah. Also, the phone thieves are insane. I regularly checked my purse because I've heard so many stories about how bad it is at Marquee. Luckily, got it stolen closer to the end of the night. <laughs> luckily. <laughs> yeah, it's doing some heavy lifting there, luckily. The girl next to me had her phone vanish right out of her hand as well. So that's <laughs> out of her hand. <laughs> yeah. It's bold there, it sounds like. A lot of the reviews are about phones getting stolen. I wonder if the phone thieves have to uh, wait in the big line also. <laughs> right, right. I think it's a separate line. They get <laughs> for the phone thieves. They, they get there early and stake out one of those the best phone stealing yeah. spots. But uh, from what I understand, if you like set your phone down for a second, it's gone at wow. this place, and they get them stolen right out of their hands too. Which is, and then, yeah, because you're probably just out in the pool with the, like your hands up in the air, and somebody could just grab it and go under. Yeah, someone probably, grabs right? it and just passes it to someone else, and then yeah, and oh then it yeah, just disappears like like God, crowd sounds... surfing. And I think it's pretty obvious that the people who work here are in on it because anytime 
one of these Yelpers talks about asking a manager or something or telling a manager about it, they're like, yeah, that happens here. Sorry about that. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit if your phone gets stolen. Nobody. <laughs> yeah. No. Nobody in the world gives a shit if your phone yeah, gets stolen. Yeah, except you. I got my phone stolen at a bank one time. Did you really? And, nice. Uh, yeah, I was at a bank and I like set it down and somebody took it and then I was like, hey, somebody stole my phone in this bank. Can I look at the security camera yeah. or whatever? And they were like, no, only poli- the police can do that. Ah, that's frustrating. So then you have to like call the police and then you go, you go like, hey, uh, I'd like to, I want to see this security footage like I'm some detective. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then they were like, well, you have to file a police report. Oh. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I don't know if I necessarily want to file a police report about this. That seems like a waste of your time. Right. You know? And so I was like, well, what if I, like, what if I said that it was, um, that I lost it versus getting it stolen or something. They go, well, then you're lying to a police officer on the record. <laughs> you're under like, arrest, sir. Hung, I just like hung up. I just went like, ah! and hung up. <laughs> so now you don't have a phone to this day, I hear. And then I did, I did the find my phone like a day later and it was in Rome. Really? That's yeah. crazy. They, they're moving those phones, man. Yeah. Okay, here's, a, here's another one from... Rio from Appleton, Wisconsin. This is from August of this year, and and this is showing that the United States is never going to get past this COVID thing. Okay. (laughs) Uh, So this person went to a nightclub slash day club. They are strict about the rules, that's in quotes, when you walk in. No cannabis allowed and social distancing enforced. Entire space smelled like cannabis. And social distancing is a myth, even though they have workers with shirts on saying social distancing associates. It's all about how much money they can get. And then they included a picture of the pool, and it's just jam-packed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love these people who go out to these places that are going to be crowded and get upset when the social distancing isn't enforced. <laughs> it's like, don't go. This is... Marietta Kay from La Mesa, California, gives it one star and says, This place is a complete and utter shit show. Everything is so disorganized. The inside and lights and decorations look great and all that, but the securities, or whatever they are, are so rude. They are these big freaking (laughs) dudes who continuously shove people away yelling, Move! All the employees are rude. They allow more people in there than they can fit. There's absolutely no room to move. My and my husband have gone to numerous raves, and even those aren't even half as bad as this. Just a bunch of greedy-ass people trying to make as much money as possible at the expensive of people's safety. Oh, and I recently had face surgery. And if one of those (laughs) so-called securities shoved me hard enough for me to hurt my face, I would have sued their ass faster than they could yell, move. You shouldn't feel unsafe when you go to a club. Just saying. We also stood in line for 40 minutes just to be turned away for some vape juice in my bag. When I came back, they made a start all over, all the way back at the end of the line. Overall, horrible experience. <laughs> she, she's upset about two weird things in that yeah. one. She's 
upset that bouncers are mean. Right, right. The bouncers <laughs> are doing the thing that ba- all bouncers do, which is walk around and go, uh, can we clear this area here? Yeah, there's... Yeah, they're supposed to be scary. They're supposed to be like scary and keep you in line. They're big, like big tough guys. <laughs> right, right. And the bouncer was rude to me. And the bouncer was <laughs> was tall and big. And then, and then the other one, it's like this keeps coming up too. That just like that the pool club at the pool in Vegas is trying to make money off of you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not there. <laughs> All they care about is the money. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. It's Vegas. It's all anybody's. You doing. got on a plane, and and went <laughs> to there. try to take your money <laughs> right after having face surgery. <laughs> got to go try out that I new. If you're supposed try to out go that out. new face. I wonder if you're supposed to go out in the sun with a brand new face. But also, she had her vape juice confiscated, and rather than just say, "All right, take my vape juice," she went back to her hotel room. You know, 40 minutes, took the whole thing 40 minutes to put her vape juice away because it was that valuable. <laughs> I, need, I need my vape I, juice for my, for my, uh, for my tr- face transplant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I've, yeah, she, she, she probably face. could have just stuck it in a pocket in her loose face somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> like a Mission Impossible mask. Right, just tuck it right in the corner of her eye or something. <laughs> Marietta K, face juice. Um, <laughs> I hope I hope they did a classy job with their replacement face. <laughs> yeah, she had to get it changed up because she got kicked out of the club last time, and oh, she had to so get she new, wore a different yeah, face. Yeah, she had to get a new face. Oh, so they wouldn't recognize right, her. Exactly. Yeah, it's a real got to do it sometimes. Really good I'm club. In. Okay, there's a yeah. couple more, but they're uh, I enjoy them. Alina okay. S from Waltham, Massachusetts, gave it one star and says, I was just there at DJ Mustard Party. I thought I've seen it all until tonight. There was a group of people... Eh, by the way, I love that when people say that. I thought I've seen it all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I've seen it all until tonight. There was a group of people at the table inside a nightclub with a Pomeranian dog. <laughs> I couldn't upload a video here, but this guy was passing the dog around and dancing with it. It's clear that he used it as a service dog to bring inside, but do people working at this club have a common sense at all? Anyone who has a brain would understand that's not a real service dog. Like, what the fuck, people? And then there's pictures. She included pictures of the guy passing the dog around. And I'm sure everybody around him is having the time of their yeah. lives. <laughs> but this one person there is really upset. And DJ Mustard yeah. is just killing it. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. This is, uh, Sha- this is from Shaq W. Shaquille O'Neal. Um, <laughs> gave it one star and wrote, Too loud for me. Hearing damage <laughs> guaranteed for this past Monday, 10 21, 19 at least. And if my friends and I didn't get on the guest list, thanks guy at the door outside of the bridge, it would have been a $35 <laughs> cover for each of us, wasted since we left almost immediately. To top it all off, no one was dancing, just watching the DJ. Call me Australian, but to me that is the epitome <laughs> of a boring night. <laughs> Do yourself a favor and get sauced and hit the floor, people. 
Call me Australian. <laughs> I wonder, wonder what time this guy got there. Like, it's 7.30 p.m. and nobody's but dancing also, at the club. He's complaining that it's too loud, but also that nobody's dancing. That's like yeah. a weird middle ground, a Venn diagram that he's... <laughs> hey, could you, could you ask the DJ to turn it down? I want to dance. <laughs> um... That's that's what I got. That's the marquee. And I will tell you this. This genre of nightclub reviews is, is going to be fruitful. Oh, good. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, all the Vegas ones are funny because there's always somebody that's in the total wrong spot. They're going to a show that they should not be going to, you know. Or, yeah, or people who obviously have never been to a casino or a nightclub or a pool. Like, they have no idea what to expect, but... They describe exactly what the experience is for everyone. <laughs> what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Um, what you got? Um, let's see. So I'm going to switch it up a little bit here, Doug. This is, uh, you know, we usually come at this thing from the uh, reviews of the customer a lot of times. Mm-hmm. That's true. But rarely do we feature the employees reviewing the customers. Oh, how, how, how does this I mean? work? I came across this, um, it's a one-star reviews for people that come in to Subway. Okay. <laughs> and they're, t- they're just kind of talking about the really weird customers I got on this kind of message board. Nice. Here. I still like Subway, but it's there's, there's just some strange folks in there sometimes. Every time. You see a lot of pictures of, of like the open carry people in a Subway. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Getting a foot long with their... Six guns. The question is, like, what's the weirdest sandwich anybody's tried to make you make for them? Uh-huh. But, uh, this is Burntonio Sanderas. <laughs> says, I worked at a small town subway for five years in high school. Okay. Five years in high school. We had this guy, <laughs> we had this guy come in that we called the Mountain. He was like 6'5", 300 pounds, and always was wearing a full fleece camo outfit. Jared. Was this Jared before? Yeah. Uh, His order would always be the same, which is why I remember it so well. The guy would get a foot long with the barbecue rib patty, the most disgusting thing on the menu, and a veggie patty, the second most disgusting thing on the menu. Oh. He would then get quadruple extra bacon. Wow. Yeah. In addition to all the meat, he would get regular amounts of every cheese. Just to recap, at this point, he has enough meat for four foot longs and enough cheese for four. But he has a veggie patty on there, too? Yeah. Yeah. Now, here's where it gets good. This dude wouldn't get any veggies. He would just ask for salt, not pepper, just salt, and then extra salt, and then a cherry on top. He would say, don't bother cutting it in half. Just going to start at one end and stop at the other. This guy was trying to, like... (laughs) Do a leaving Las Vegas with Subway, where he just wanted to yeah. eat himself to death. It's like your reverse Jared. Remember you were going to do the reverse oh, yeah. Jared? The reverse Jared. of Where you get all the least healthy sub and eat it for two years and see if you can gain 300 pounds. Yeah, but this guy's imagination is way better than mine. Like, he is nailing it. He's What's got his... a catchphrase. <laughs> just going to start at one end, <laughs> stop at the other. <laughs> like he says at every place he goes. We uh, should remind everyone that Jared's in prison for possessing child pornography. Is that yeah. right? Or what? Or did he solicit underage girls? I'm not. I'm not anyway. as familiar with it as you are, Doug. Uh, 
something that never, ever would happen at Quiznos, just <laughs> so you know. <laughs> Uh, here's an interesting one. Uh, this is this is for like when they somebody's still doing their breakfast thing, I guess. But this is from Association Jumpy. We had frozen egg discs that we were supposed to heat in the oven. I say egg, but it was really more of a frozen circle of egg whites with a yellow piece in the middle. This one guy would come in every shift I had and order just the egg circle, but didn't want us to heat it up. We handed him hard, frozen, disgusting-looking discs that sounded like rocks when banged against the counter, covered in ice flakes. That is it's very strange. It's weird. I just picture him putting them in his pocket and kind of thawing them throughout the day, nibbling yeah, on them. Egg's not a really one of my favorite flavors of Popsicle. <laughs> uh, let's see. So this is a good one. These are good. I really like these customer this person, this person says, I work part-time at Wawa. This is a, um, I, I don't, they don't have these here, but it's a gas station deli. So this is not necessarily Subway, but they're kind of. Oh, I love those, um, those combos, gas station deli combos. Yeah, because at the end they ask if you want oil, vinegar, and the oil is motor oil. <laughs> yeah, 10W30. Yeah, and then they put a little gas on top of it. Mm-hmm. On the sandwich. So she said, this person, uh, just me, 864, says, I work part time at Wawa. We have two ladies that come in frequently, but only one orders food. She always asks us to put extra lettuce, Mm -hmm. a lot extra, like three times the lettuce. We always wondered what they do with it. She finally told us that she makes salad out of it. The weirdest thing is that she doesn't just tell us to put the extra stuff in a container, but she never does. (laughs) She always carries it out in a sandwich. <laughs> and then she says, I also found out that her friend, this is the one that doesn't buy anything, um, tells people to come in and grab the coffee sample cup so they can have free coffee. <laughs> weird. So it's like well, they're running some weird scam where one person buys a bunch of lettuce while the other person gets uh, free coffee. <laughs> but also, like, how much lettuce are they willing to part with? They, they said they couldn't even fit it on the sandwich. They must not care. Like, yeah, whatever, we'll keep giving you lettuce. And then this is interesting. So then uh, here's a response to that one. This person, AJ Bear, says, Geez, that's a lot of lettuce considering one bag fills up three of the containers you see them up front. And then Captain Ham Pockets says, Yeah, <laughs> this guy's full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> They're I saying that the, that the story is a lie. About the that lettuce the original, lady. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. for some reason they came on here and lied about the lettuce person. <laughs> what a lame <laughs> lie. Why do you do that? <laughs> oh, man, check out this story. Yo, this girl comes in, asks for extra lettuce. <laughs> no, she doesn't. This, and then this person says, there's another answer. This is Big Dodge says, I work in the factory that makes the big bags of lettuce. And trust me, there was plenty of protein in those two bags of lettuce. What? What's he I'll talking tell about? I'll tell you what he's talking about. <laughs> he, says, uh, he says, then somebody else said, yeah, uh, there's this place I used to work. They once served a customer a wrap with a whole frog in it. This guy with the frog story, not full of shit? No, nobody's called no this guy. No one's called this guy okay. No. So, But these two guys are having a chat about the frog and the lettuce bag. So then this guy replies and he says, you know what happens more often than you think? The newer automated harvesters don't discriminate. If it's in the field and it gets plucked up and sent to be processed, we see a lot of frogs and snails. Occasionally a snake will wake its way in. Oh, yeah, that's I can horrifying. see that. That's horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so, well, that's, that's what I got, Doug. 
time for a break? I think it might be time uh, on that note to maybe <laughs> possibly get ready for the break. Yeah, we should get prepared for the break and then immediately take the break. Okay. Are you are you ready? Are you like uh, in a good headspace for the break? Yeah. Re- yep. All right. Here it comes, everybody. You've all been waiting for it. The world famous Toss Boisage break. The break. Okay, all right, welcome back to Tospoisage. Hope you enjoyed the break, that uh, you feel refreshed and are ready for the second half of the show where I'm going to talk like this the entire time. (laughs) Uh, I guess we should talk about today's sponsor, uh, Dynamite Product. It's the Shaveco Butthole and Nose Hair Trimmer. Yeah, I mean, two in one. Yeah, that's what you need. So you don't need to have two separate things. Right, right, right. It's yeah, because every like the drawers they get real cluttered. Yep. Let's face it. Yeah. I mean, and, uh, I open one of my drawers and it's just all trimmers for all. Yeah, and this things. one, the good thing about this one is like you know how when you um, get have one of those trimmers thing, it always has so many attachments. Right. And they're always exactly. getting lost and they're piling around and they're just like you don't know which yep. one it is. You're picking them up. It's a different. It's a core. This one for the ease of the customer. Only one attachment for the butthole and the nose. Right, right. Because when you think about it, your nostrils are like two little buttholes mm-hmm. in your face. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'm surprised nobody's thought about this before. And here's another unique thing I, re- I read down here. I've got one right here with me. Tried it out before the show. Yeah. It's pretty nice. I mean, I, there's one odd thing about it is that, um, and I should have I seen this in the small print. Right. But uh, it it's the butthole and nose hair trimmer. It's not the nose hair and butthole trimmer. Oh, I oh okay. So there's there's a definitive order to yeah. things. You it won't let you do the nose hairs unless you just did the butthole. Ah, okay. So there's there's some sort of patented technology there. Yeah, it's that a I'm smart. It's like of. a smart device. But it's good. I mean, see, because your nose will be able to detect that you've just shaved your butthole, but the opposite wouldn't yeah. be true. That's like you, true. Your, your butthole yeah. would have no idea if you just shaved your nose. You're right, Doug. Well, now I get it. Yeah. Now it makes more sense. And if you think about it, the butthole is just like a nostril in your butt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Different kind of sensations that you mm-hmm. get uh, in your nose versus your butthole. Yeah. Sometimes when you use it on your butthole, it could drive you to orgasm. Mm-hmm. Not true with the nose. No, no. But if you're looking for the perfect way to trim up your, you know, butthole. And then immediately your nose hairs. Yeah, before that big meeting. You got to try the 
Shaveco butthole and nose hair trimmer and tell them that Scott and Jeff sent you. Yeah, go to shaveco.com uh, backslash tosswissage for 90% off. 90%? They're not, yeah, they're not really moving too many of these, it seems. So 90% off. You can't, you can't afford to not buy one at those prices. Yeah, I think a good thing to do would make, if you just want it for the nose hair trimmer, part of it and it would be good to set up like a fake counterfeit butthole <laughs> or use your friend's butthole yeah use your friends or your wife's butthole mm-hmm. uh, i don't know but i don't know about the technology it might have to be your own uh, yeah it may, it may be taking dna i'm not sure we'll ask him any news for us doug yeah i have some news i so uh, as you know we we put together a joint bank account um yeah to yeah so we could pull some funds out and spend it on promoting the show. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I, I went ahead and I, I, I took all the money from that account that we set aside. Yeah. And I bought advertisements oh. for our podcast. You're going to yeah. love this. Okay. That will be playing uh, in front of movies. They've actually already been playing in front of movies in theaters from March until uh, present day. You know, they're going to run through, through the end of the month. So... If you've gone to the movies in the past six months, you've probably seen ads for our podcast. Uh, hold on a second. So they're like they're the ads that go on before. Yeah, like before the previews, you know how you're bombarded with all, like you go there and there's <coughs> advertisements even before you get to the previews. That's had you, had you bought, heard about this uh, COVID thing? Um, well, yeah, like where nobody can go out and... Yeah, yeah, but they're at the most of the movie theaters are are closed down. What? Yeah, they closed the movie theaters. Then why did they take my money for these ads? Our our money. Yeah, why would anybody take anybody else's money? Well, I'm gonna have to have a follow up with the fine people at Regal Cinemas about this. Yeah. So how was like? Were you were you getting much feedback from the ads? Well, our. You know, last week you said we had two listeners in one day, so I figured it was working. Yeah, at least one of those might have been from the... Maybe it was the guy that was uh, th- that was running the projector, because he still has to come in just to play our ads. Oh, that, yeah, you're right. That's why we were so big with projectionists. Well, lesson learned. All right, Doug. Uh, it's time to play What Else You Got. Is that the death core version? Uh, Alright, Doug. What else you got? This is from KDP. And it's for a park in Houston called Discovery Green. KDP says, Great place to come if you like paying 3 bucks for bottled water, 12 bucks for parking, and feel the need in your soul to take a pretentious yoga class in 100-degree weather. They just announced they're getting rid of their pokey stops, so there's no reason at all to come here anymore. <laughs> they're what? They're pokey stops. What's that? Pokemon Go. Oh. Remember when that was all the rage? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back, this is, uh, her review is from 81116. Hmm. So, 
so Pokemon Go was real big back then. If, but apparently, yeah, they, I mean, a lot of people were coming to the park so much so that the city shut down the Pokemon. <laughs> so, wow. And, and the city uh, replied to her and oh. said, thank you for contacting us. We are aware that the app has brought many new visitors to the park and are very happy about this. Unfortunately, it has also brought many unforeseen maintenance costs and security concerns. This what? is the position we were forced to take because we have not found any way to communicate with Niantic directly. That must be like the Pokemon company. Okay. We do not have the option to remove one or the other. Therefore, have submitted a request to them. Again, we do not know when or if the game will be removed from the park. Thank you for your understanding. Uh, and then Katie wrote back and said, Discovery Green could have used Pogo's popularity as a tool to reach out to the community, start a volunteer program, ask players <laughs> for donations to help <laughs> cover the cost of extra security, etc. Instead, they chose to point fingers, ruin something magical, and destroy a wonderful opportunity for people of all ages to come together and bond over a common interest. And in the ultimate act of hypocrisy, they did it while having the audacity to claim their goal is the promotion of community health and happiness. <laughs> oh, man. But if you, yeah, if you look on Yelp for this Discovery Green, and there's a, quite a few reviews from this time period that are all about how upset people are that they uh, got rid of the Pokemon Go. But, I wonder what they were kids. What were the kids doing? They're running onto baseball fields and stuff like that. What was happening? I, I think uh, I don't think they were kids. <laughs> I think oh. it was a, a bunch of adults there. <laughs> uh, what else you got? Let's see what else I got, Doug. Here's another uh, subway one. They, apparently, Doug, they uh, only give you six olives now. At Subway, if you ask for olives, and they put them on the sandwich like they put on the meat or, or the cheese or something. They count it out, and they put <laughs> they put two rows of three of three olives wow. on each. <laughs> that makes total sense, though. Like, they yeah. do always barely put any olives on. They it count is, the olives. That is so bizarre. <laughs> is their profit margin so slim that they, they, have, they have to count I, the olives? The stock price is plummeting. We need to bring the olive God. count down. So I'll just read a couple of these olive ones because they're so funny. Okay. Um, I should tell you this is from a, um, a customer perspective, this one. Uh, BC Canada here. At one subway near Vancouver, you could hear the trainee counting one, two, three, four, five, six, and then they're done. And so I said, can I get extra olives? And they put two more olives on. And then I said, can I get like a ridiculous amount of olives, like two handfuls of olives? Each time, with the manager looking over his shoulder, he would be counting to six. <laughs> I just asked him politely, more olives, four times in a row until I got the desired amount of olives. So you just have to keep asking. And each time you ask, they give you exactly six olives. <laughs> it's so weird. It's like a computer. 
Jared KS says, Yeah, Jared again, um, baby. No one is more annoyed by the olive rule than the person making the sandwiches. Uh, spoken from a former sandwich artist, worst job I ever had. <laughs> olive counting, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I checked the security footage from your shift last night, Tanya, and I noticed you were putting seven to ten olives on <laughs> um, instead of the six, and you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> pack pack up your uh, knives and go. <laughs> That's the catchphrase. Oh, like a subway, like a like a next great sandwich artist co- cooking competition <laughs> show is what you're pitching me. Yeah, that would be a good series of commercials for them to do. This other person, disposable, says, "I have the stones to keep asking more olives, please, for twenty minutes if that's what it takes." <laughs> what bothers What bothers me is that I spend twenty minutes slowly. Getting olives one slice at a time. And then I say, just a little bit of banana pepper. And they put the huge dangling handful on the sandwich. Yeah, banana peppers. There's a big, big surplus of (laughs) banana peppers in the world. Olives, not so much. And so then he's been studying the uh, assembly line process. Sure. Right? And I've thought about this a lot. Like, what thing you ask for first. Because they never know how many things you're going to ask for necessarily you know yeah so they always try to put a ton of lettuce on there just yeah to fill it out yep this person says experimentation has taught me a trick you ask for light banana peppers first and say nothing about the olives (laughs) say nothing they will usually put on a reasonable amount of peppers to create adequate flavor without overwhelming the entire sandwich then quick now that they've shown their hand at how much toppings is a reasonable amount of toppings, you say, now just load me up with the olives, brah. <laughs> Works every time. I'm going to try it. <laughs> There's, uh, I, I would also think that this would just vary wildly from person to person making the sandwich. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean, call me, call me Australian, but, uh, <laughs> I, you know... <laughs> Uh, this person says, uh, the, they, they agree and they say, this is a, a neon blue December says, I got a foot long and the sandwich artist carefully placed one olive in the center of each tomato. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> Maybe consistent. Four, I like that. Yeah. Four to five olives total. So I, I asked, yeah. so I asked for some more olives and she picked up two more and dropped them at the end of the sandwich. But still mm. made the sprinkling motion all up and down the length of the sandwich. <laughs> That's true. They do, yeah, they do exaggerate the sprinkling uh. motion. I want to see like an internal memo that gets leaked about Subway's olive <laughs> policy. That would be awesome. Yeah. Come on, Julian Assange. <laughs> that would be so huge. I hope he, I hope he doesn't do it right before the election. <laughs> oh, an October surprise. <laughs> okay, what else you got, Doug? This is for a bead store in Glendale called King's Beads. Okay, like beads, like you make necklaces out of them or something? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and there's, there's quite a few of these bead stores around L.A., so there must be lots of people out there doing lots of stuff with beads. because i it's crazy that you can i don't think i've in my life done anything with a bead ever no i don't think i have either (laughs) 
maybe maybe like at a camp or something once. Yeah, but uh, I've never been to a bead store, you know, so I don't know. Maybe I'd go in there and go nuts. Well, here's what to expect when you go to King's Beads. This is from Ra- Rachel B. She gives it one star and says, The people working here are aggressive. They assault customers and are incredibly unprofessional. I'll never go back, and I suggest you don't go there either. <laughs> They're assaulting it, customers? Yeah, it's a very aggressive bead store. And Eric E. says, bad service is one thing. Being verbally assaulted and followed outside the store by the employee calling me uh, a homophobic slur and threatening to attack me is another. Quite a bead store. What is going on over there? Maybe it's like a a front for a weird cult or something. (laughs) I went in there looking for a screw spike I had lost and to see if they had one. After trying to sell me an item that wasn't a screw, the guy working said that what I was looking for didn't exist. I left and said it does. I was holding one and then left. He followed (laughs) me outside, screaming at me, (laughs) calling me... Yeah, homophobic slur and other obscene words. It was beyond frightening and totally uncalled for. This place needs to fire the man that was working on October 11th at 5.15 p.m. He is scary (laughs) and emotionally unstable. I never made fun of you. I laughed when you said something ridiculous, such as that doesn't (laughs) exist when I'm holding it. And then there's a comment from Greg K. of King's Beads. Oh, good. Who says, I'm sorry, but when people trying to help you don't try to make fun of them, we always try to help customers, but we don't like when people taking advantage and making fun. <laughs> Lots of oh, good vibes man. going on at King's Beads. <laughs> you can't get that many customers in King's Beads. You should probably be as nice as possible. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's pretty much across <laughs> the board. The one-star reviews are about being verbally assaulted (laughs) here's another one from king's beads from davis and they say this is the worst customer service i've experienced in my life no wonder half of the reviews are writing the same thing i should have read them before even stepping foot in here i would not give a cent of business to this place incredibly disrespectful a total waste of time well greg k had something to say about that (laughs) the manager He says, hello, Davis. (laughs) I do remember you coming in with a family of four people and one kid three to four years old. I did ask you very gently to make sure that your kid not touching the merchandise (laughs) because this store is too many small items and could be very messy and you got upset. And you and your family were trying to find an item. You took off a lot of items from the shelves and put them down on the tables. You weren't even sure what you were looking for. And then you asked the employees to use the restroom, and they told you that it's being used. And you got upset and left with your family. I'm sorry that we hurt your feelings. You could come back anytime you want. (laughs) Greg. Weird. Yeah. Oh, that crazy, wild world of beads. (laughs) Yeah. It's a... Strange place. It's another place that I kind of want to visit. I on do, our, too. On our one-star tour, we're going to go to La Mille Coffee, and then I'm going to take you <laughs> in my Hyundai Elantra over to King's Beads. <laughs> All right, uh, Kip, what else you got? Um, here's, here's a couple reviews for the uh, Sunday comic favorite, Marmaduke. <laughs> okay. okay. 
<laughs> you know who Marmaduke is, Doug? Uh, not really. I yeah. don't. Is it a dog? A large yeah, dog? Yeah, he's a great Dane. He's a large dog. Okay. And then what he does is like uh, every Sunday, he does something that a dog would do. Oh, and the owners are just uh, yeah. bemused. Yeah, yeah. You should pull up a Marmaduke uh, comic and just explain oh, and it panel by panel. Yeah. Here's Marmaduke. He wants to go for a walk with the owner, but everybody's busy. So then he decides to uh, walk himself. That, that's one. That's a full Marmaduke. <laughs> but anyway. That's a different podcast, the Marmaduke some, podcast. Yeah, where you just <laughs> read, like, explain Marmadukes. Mm-hmm. Um, here's one where Marmaduke, um, the, the, the lady uh, that lives with Marmaduke's house, is making soup, and Marmaduke puts a bone in it. Okay. And then she says, did you ever hear about too many cooks? (laughs) (laughs) You never know with Marmaduke. Yeah, so here's a review. So this person really likes Marmaduke. They gave this, this is a Marmaduke book. Mm Mm-hmm. And they give the book five stars, and they say, 126 cartoons about a large, mischievous dog. This dog is really smart and very large. Lots of laughs. And then Heath, though, Heath wasn't as big a fan. He gave it one star, and he says, Marmaduke had a very stern face and demeanor in the early to mid-60s. He doesn't seem very kind or warm. Just threatening, so the big dog humor runs cold. Mm, yes, good point. Good <laughs> point. I need a really deep review about Marmaduke. Yeah, that is really strange. And then uh, here's another one. Take the here's... time to do this when nobody, nobody <laughs> is going to re- read them except us on this show. <laughs> and I just want to sneak a Garfield one in here, too. Okay. For a Garfield book. You, I know you love Garfield. Our Garfield don't you? heads. My, don't you my oldest sister was a huge Garfield fan, <laughs> and I would always draw Odie. That was, was that the dog's name? Odie? Yeah, Odie, yeah. That I could, uh, yeah. I could draw Odie a little bit. So here's, here's a five star rating for the Garfield book from Faith Tidings. She says, Can't go wrong with Garfield. <laughs> looks like what else you got is officially over oh we got in right right before the buzzer yeah so now it's time for anything else anything else for anyone ain't got nothing else we're fucking done kip do you have anything else i don't doug anything else i don't have anything else i think that's it excellent uh yeah what another fantastic episode yeah so uh make sure to go on to your computers or your phones give us one star like it or hate it you gotta rate it one star until next week this is kip and doug saying make sure to keep that nose and butthole clear and clean and tight Yeah, you don't want to get caught with your pants down and your b-hole all hairy. Until next time, remember, (laughs) only six olives. That's all you get. It's like six tiny little buttholes. Perfectly shaved. (laughs) That's what Jared said. (laughs) All right, I don't know how much of that stuff we can put in there. I I don't think Uh, there's any rules to podcast. (laughs) So enjoy this podcast. If you don't enjoy this podcast... 
you might enjoy a different one. <laughs> that's your. That's what you should say at the end of every show. <laughs> That'll be my new sign off.